Welcome back to the podcast of all podcasts. Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. I hope y'all have an amazing day. I'm in such a good mood. You know why? You know why? Because I just had some gringo burrito. And that always makes me feel a little bit better. Also known as Chipotle. To see the key, the key. Some people like my one buddy, my whole, whole homie Snook would be like, uh, Chipotle, Chipotle is bland or whatever. My former wife used to say that too. And the just this, the key to a good gringo burrito bowl is the vinaigrette. You got to ask for the vinaigrette. Now, sometimes they run out of the vinaigrette if you don't, if you get there after two, after four or whatever. But if you get there, especially when you get there when they first open, that's when you can get the vinaigrette. So delicious. Adds that extra flavor. Get the medium sauce. Anyway, I get, uh, I usually get white rice and brown rice. A scoop of white, scoop of brown, black beans, pinto beans. Today I did steak because the chicken was looking a little sad. Like, yeah, they needed to replace it. And so I just told them we had this steak. Ah, I could use a little extra protein. To, yeah, with the chicken. I don't know what's going on with the chicken around the world. But they're talking about it's sick. It got, it got some kind of uh, virus going on, possibly. So I didn't want to take any chances. I'll, I'll take my chances with the beef. So, yeah, get that. Get the fajitas or the, you know, the peppers, onions, fajita, veggies, whatever. Then what else we throw on there? Yeah, the medium sauce, corn, a little bit of cheese. Oh, yeah, pico de gallo, the medium sauce, corn, a little bit of cheese, and then the vinaigrette. Delicious. Anyway, taking a little break. Yeah, the best time to go to, to any restaurant is two to four, because that's usually ship change. is usually dead if you can make it to a restaurant, two to four. It's the best time to go to Chipotle or the Gringo Burrito and not have to wait in line. But I figure, yeah, I'm going to start every day taking like a little 15, 30 minute break like this. Eat some food. Do the podcast. Man, I miss talking to Miss Banks. I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted to like email her. because She emailed me. I like wish her uh, happy Mother's Day. And she actually replied. I, I was shocked that she replied. Because uh, last time we talked, she said she was done talking. And yeah, she didn't think we should talk anymore. Uh, so I've been trying to move on. Been trying to move on. But anyway, I'm so tempted to like email her and say, Hey, I deleted and blocked your phone number. Uh, can I... Can I have your phone number again? Yeah. I might actually have it in my photo somewhere. I think I took screenshots of our conversation on Upward. But... Ah, anyway. I think that ship has sailed already or sunk like the Titanic. 
I think you better let it go. Looks like another love TKO. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I think you better let it go. Oh, man. Let it go, baby. Anyway, there's so much more I could say. So much more I could say right now, but uh, we should probably go and get into the word. Oh, I do that. <clears throat> Today's been a very uh, productive day. I made some good money. I had to go to the airport three times. I went there. I yeah, picked somebody up off 39th Street. That was just downtown uh, near KU Med. Took them to the airport, and then picked up these two dudes. Took them downtown to like the plaza area and then picked up this nice young lady and took her back to the airport yeah where I, yeah so i got three airport trips it was good money uh and the third young lady she was real sweet she's a teacher and um she happens to have a name of somebody that's in the bible one of my favorite people i meant to tell her that i was like hey you have you're one of my favorite people in the Bible, Hannah. Hannah's one of my favorite people in the Bible, women in the Bible. Of all the people in the Bible, she's one of my favorite. Uh, somebody just pulled up on me. But, uh, yeah, Hannah, one of my favorites. Because she, yeah, really, she was serious about praying to the Lord. But anyway, Hannah and I had a great conversation. Turns out she's from St. Louis like me. And yeah, she was flying out to go see her brother graduate and down in Texas. Anyway, it was a good combo. Good combo. And she heard my Portuguese Hillsong music playing. And she was like, uh, there I go saying like again. And uh and she was saying, what did she say? She said, Is this Spanish? I was like, No, it's actually Portuguese. So I recognize the songs in English, so she knows about Hillsong. She just, yeah, sweet, sweet young lady. Um, it was weird too, because at the beginning, I try to like, I try not to force conversation with people. You know, I try to fill people out. Some people are kind of quiet, or they seem like they don't. Want, they seem as though they don't want to talk. So for the first, you know, ten minutes of the ride, I didn't. We didn't really talk. And then something, she said something, and then it was like, an, it was, I don't remember what it was. It was the open door, and I was like, okay, we can talk. And then it just went from there, and we talked the whole rest, the rest of the, it was about a 30-minute drive or so. We talked the rest of the way. It was pretty good. It would be really cool if I ended up meeting my future wife doing this stuff, doing Uber. I, I try to keep it professional, but your boy is thirsty. <laughs> And the right one comes through and starts uh, saying the right things to your boy. It's on the popping. Not in the car and not at work. But yeah, whenever I get a break and have the uh, capacity to uh, hang out, have a picnic in the park. All right, here we go. Psalm. No, we're not a psalm. I'm so used to saying psalms. Let's go ahead. About to do. We're doing Proverbs chapter four. Proverbs chapter four. 
A father's example. Listen to a father's discipline and pay attention so that you may gain understanding. This is the Christian standard version, by the way. For those of y'all that are the new listeners to the podcast of all podcasts. That's what I'm going to start calling this. The podcast of all podcasts. Anyway. For I am giving you good instruction. Don't abandon my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender and precious to my mother, I was reading over, skimming over the, uh, I was skimming over the, what do they call it? I'm getting tingly all of a sudden. Something good must be about to happen. Or I get tingly like this when I feel the presence of the Lord. It's weird. It's hard to describe. It's a really good feeling, though. Uh, oh, so I was reading the... What is it called? Oh, come on, Aaron. Let's get it together. It's called the... Gotta be more. This is going to be the podcast of all podcasts. Amplified. There we go. Amplified translation. I encourage you to read it. I think they only do... The amplified translation is only in the Psalms. Well... Oh, do they do Amplified in all books of the Bible now? Hold on a second. Anyway, I was reading the Proverbs Amplified version. I thought the Amplified version was only in Proverbs, Psalms, and then all the New Testament. Maybe I'm thinking of another translation. Anyway, I was reading the Amplified version, and they put in parentheses or whatever or brackets when it and the part where it says when i was a son with my father tender and precious to my mother they put in brackets Bathsheba and it's easy to forget that yeah Solomon was the daughter of Bathsheba i mean not daughter the son of Bathsheba right yeah Solomon was born from Make sure I'm right. Let's just double check this. Fact check that real quick. Solomon's mother was. They finished it for me. Ah, all right. Bathsheba also spelled Bethsheba in the Hebrew Bible. Wife of Uriah the Hittite. She later became one of the wives of King David and the mother of King Solomon. So what's wild is though, even though David as jacked up as that whole situation was where he committed adultery or whatever or some people say that he took advantage of Bathsheba but I don't know I need to read more about all that anyway the biggest sin that David committed that David that even God brings up is him having him killing Bathsheba's husband yeah stealing Uriah's wife and then killing Uriah. And so even as jacked up as that situation is, here we got Solomon who is raised by his mother. I'm sure she did most of the raising because David was busy with his other ladies he had and going off to war. So I'm sure a lot of time was spent, Solomon's time was spent with his mother. And so all all this wisdom that he had came a lot from his mom, I imagine. 
And so I thought that was cool when I read that in the Amplified version they put in parentheses. There's something that, you know, sometimes when you read these different translations and they leave stuff out, or unless you read things within context, like it's something you don't really think about. Yeah, Solomon was raised by his mother Bathsheba and probably got a lot of his wisdom and his wise ways from his mother, which a lot of us sons do. A lot of us don't have don't get a chance to spend a lot of time with our fathers. A lot of us, a lot of guys um, spend are raised by their moms, spend a lot of time with their mom anyway. Or by teachers who happen to be women. So. All right, here we go. He taught me and said, your heart must hold on to my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Don't forget or turn away from the words from my mouth. Don't abandon, abandon wisdom and she will watch over you. There goes that feminization of the wisdom or that femininity of wisdom. It says she. I need to read more about why wisdom is often referred to as she. Use the pronoun she. Love her and she will guard you. Wisdom is supreme, so get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you. If you embrace her, she will honor you. She will place a garland of favor on your head. She will give you a crown of beauty. Listen, my son, accept my words and you will live many years. I am teaching you the way of wisdom. I am guiding you on straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. Excuse me. Hold on to instruction. Don't let go. Guard it, for it is your path. It is your life. Sorry. Guard it, for it is your life. Keep off the path of the wicked. Don't proceed on the way of evil ones. Avoid it. Don't travel on it. Turn away from it and pass it by. For they can't sleep unless they have done what is evil. They are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. We're talking about people that go down the broad path. There's the the narrow road or the broad path. This is encouraging us to take the, the narrow path. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, shining brighter and brighter until midday. But the way of the wicked is like the darkest gloom. They don't know what makes them stumble. That is one of the worst positions to be in in life when you just keep. It seems as though you're banging your head against the wall over and over again in life. Or just bad thing after bad thing keeps happening in your life and you can't put your finger on what it is. And yeah, you don't even know what's causing you to stumble. So like, maybe have you tried going to God? <laughs> have you tried giving this to the Lord? Have you tried making him Lord of your life? It make, might make a big difference. Uh, speaking from experience, even though I was raised, raised in a Christian home, it's so easy. Just because you're raised in a Christian home or you say you're a Christian or you gave your life to Christ, it's so easy to find yourself on a path, on the broad, broad, broad path, the broad way, the broad way to hell. And even though you may not actually, you may have given your life to Jesus Christ and so you're secure. I personally believe once saved, always saved. If you truly, genuinely have uh, given your life to Christ, just like Romans 10, 9 says, um, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then there's sanctification. And along that road of sanctification, we all, like sheep, have a tendency to wander and uh, veer off on these different paths. But Jesus leaves the 99 to go after the one. 
And so anyway, my main point is you can be experiencing hell here on earth when you veer off the path that God has for us. And the biggest thing I learned is the the more I walk this Christian life and try try to be a Christian, the more I realize I'm not very good at doing it. And so I constantly have to go to the Lord, like, Lord, I need your help. Like, or talk to him throughout my day. The more I talk to him throughout my day, start my day in the morning with him, talk to him throughout my day, even like now, setting aside time to spend time with him. And then even at nighttime before I go to bed, the easier it is for me to like feel his presence and know that at least in my heart of hearts feel as though I'm on the right path. And so... That was all I was ultimately saying is that's one of the worst feelings in the world, like it says here in verse 19. But the way of wicked, the wicked is like the darkest gloom and they don't know what makes them stumble. That's rough. A sad place. A sad place to be. And. The straight path, my son, pay attention to my word. That's the heading, the straight path. My son, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to my sayings. Don't lose sight of them. Keep them within your heart, for they are like life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Or what does it say here? Guard your heart with all diligence. So the heart is like is the deepest part of our souls so that's why it's so important to really be careful about what we listen to music wise and what we watch for tv because your ears and your eyes are the gates to your soul and then also who we spend our time with regularly um that makes a big difference uh and, and yeah, what relationships we get involved in, friendships and dating. Yeah, because our souls are very sensitive. So who you surround yourself with will impact your life forever. And uh, all right, I'm keep going. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Don't let your mouth speak dishonestly and don't let your lips talk deviously. Let your eyes look forward. Fix your gaze straight ahead. I think I shared that analogy before about uh, this guy in my church, Mr. Kelly, was saying that when he's cutting his grass, it's really hard to cut straight lines when you're looking down and focusing on trying to cut straight lines. But when you look at a target ahead of you, it's way easier to it's easier to, to do straight lines. Or when I played basketball, it was way easier to see the whole court when our heads are up and you you don't dribble and look down. Or when you're shooting a free throw, you look at the rim, the target, rather than look down. And my buddy Granny used to say, look up, Yancey, look at the rim. So we look up to the hills where our help coming from, the help coming from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. So I just keep going. Man, this thing, turn my page. The wind, this little, little cross breeze. I'm not complaining because this cross breeze is allowing me to be in my car without having the AC on. Or was uh, guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Verse 24 Don't let your mouth speak dishonestly, and don't let your lips talk deviously. Let your eyes look forward, fix your gaze or eyelids 
straight ahead. Carefully consider the path for your feet and all your ways will be established. Carefully consider the path for your feet and all your ways, all your ways, not some of your ways, all your ways will be established. That's one of my favorite words in the Bible, all, because it's complete. No exceptions. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. I was so before I get into the Tony Evans notes, I was thinking as I was reading this about the narrow path. There's a there's actually a road near where I stay. And we live at the top of the hill and these apartments at the top of the hill. And then we as you if you were to walk down this road, I actually walked it a few times when I used to walk to work at this pizza place. And uh, what did I call it in my book? What did I call it? Pizza Place. Did I call it Rancho Pollo? I think I called it Rancho Pollo. Yeah. Rancho Pollo. So, I used to walk to the Rancho Pollo, and it was a few miles. And so, anyway, when I go down this path, right? there was a sign that said road narrows and i was just thinking i'm going down this hill and that's what is when you're going up the broad path because yeah going back home the the path i see broadens going up the hill but when you're going down the hill the path narrows and even life is full of hurdles and hard times but the thing i've learned is when those hard times are way easier and those hurdles are way easier when you're going down the narrow path so when you're going down the narrow path in my head the path actually gets easier going down the hill gets easier it declines when you're going up the broad path it's though you're going against the path of resistance you're going up a hill and you're going to be winded tired weary and so it's better to go down the narrow path it's like you're going downhill so i always will think of that road when i uh go down it and it actually is funny because it's a road that it's one of those roads that has two names because it breaks up at a certain point but if you go further up north it actually is called broadway (laughs) it's funny anyway i live right next to a road called broadway but it changes the name once you go down the narrow part I'm not going to tell y'all the name of that road because then some of y'all may try to come. Some stalker may try to come get me. And I don't need no stalker. Even though I kind of will, like I was telling my brother today, it would be nice to have kind of like a stalker girlfriend. They can't get enough of me. No matter what I do, she's like, I'm not letting this dude go because he's the best thing since Wonder Bread. Wow. I have this little inside joke with God about Wonder Bread. And I just realized one of my guys that rode with me today said he just got a job at Wonder Bread. Anyways, it's one of my like hundreds of winks from God, like Dodge Rams and Cardinals. Anyway, I just made that connection. It will make no sense to you all if I try to explain them all, but it makes perfect sense to me. So, all right. Uh, let your eyes look forward. Fix your gaze straight forward. Carefully consider the path for your feet and all your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes and shut it down. I actually saw a guy with a St. Louis Cardinals shirt on. I need to get a Cardinals hat. 
I'll let you all Google what the significance of a, seeing a cardinal means. Solomon shows the progression of godly instruction and obedience from one generation to the next. Parents are to be the dominant moral influencers and instructors of children. Remember when cereal boxes came with prizes inside? They were at the bottom of the box and your mom wouldn't let you shove your hand in to, in to search for them. Your mom wouldn't let you shove your hand in to search for them. I don't know if I remember ever getting a cereal box with prizes in them. I remember they would have activities on the back of the box, I think. Or when we go to McDonald's, when my grandma would take me there in her big old uh, Pimpala, Impala. <laughs> Brown Impala. And uh, yeah, the McDonald's would give you a little Happy Meal, Hot Wheel. I remember the Hot Wheels cars. Anyway. Keep going. Remember when cereal boxes came with prizes inside? Prizes inside? They were at the bottom of the box, and your mom wouldn't let you shove your hand in to search for them. If you wanted the prize, you had to eat the prizes. You had to eat your way to them. Similarly, if you want the rest of your life to be better than the part you've already lived, wisdom is there for the taking, but you must earnestly pursue it. That's what we're doing right now. We're reading His Word, reading Proverbs, earnestly pursuing God's Word. Um. Um, 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 it's funny. I, there's this guy in my car and he, I heard, overheard him on the phone talking to somebody about, cause there's some people, they just talk on their phone their whole time. I actually don't mind it. It's just funny. Cause I do, I do eavesdrop a little bit, <laughs> but, uh, I heard him saying some guy, he knows like proposed to his fiance or whatever and put the ring her ring in a cracker jack box it's like a running joke people say oh you got a cracker jack ring you know a cheap ring so it's funny he was being funny by getting her a uh getting her a cracker jack box but putting the ring inside now it can be real dangerous if your girl doesn't like cracker jack and she throws the box away or you have to like why you have to you would have to eat it with her well, hey, you want to share this Cracker Jack box with me? I need to think of... I went. I never proposed to my first wife. We just kind of sat. I remember just sitting. I, I can't remember. I really wish I could go back and see myself during that time period. I, I never remember actually proposing to my former wife. And so anyway, my main point is this time around, I would like to actually do a whole proposal. And that's a big reason why I'm saving myself for marriage is because I want my honeymoon to be special because my honeymoon wasn't memorable because I wasn't a virgin or we yeah, didn't abstain from sex before marriage. So those are two things that I want to do. I want to actually get down on one knee and propose some creative way. And then I want to. Um, I really want to have a special honeymoon where I am a, re- a renewed virgin, vir- virgin, where I, yeah, don't have, yeah, her and I don't have sex before marriage, and I also don't I have a pure conscience and a pure body, pure mind, and all that before I get married again. And I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I just got to keep. Don't stop believing. Gotta fight that feeling. Uh, 
Anyway, accepting godly wisdom from one's parents can help you live longer. And I never met anyone who didn't want to live a few extra years. When you see the highway leading to hell, turn your car the other way. Yeah, do a U-turn. I actually experienced being in hell. Uh, at least what I thought was hell when I went to California in Chinatown. And yeah, it's no place you want to be. I was under the influence of sour candies, but I really truly believe God allowed me to experience that. To tell people like hell is no place you want to be and just be more serious about my relationship. Take my relationship with him even more serious. It was a wake up call. Seri- you would have thought I would have learned my lesson the first time I took sour candies. But it, I had to take, yeah, I drank some mushroom tea with my brother once in Houston, and the whole thing happened again. And, but praise God, I, when I went, ended up in the hospital, uh, the first time I experienced hell was in, yeah, Chinatown L, near L.A. Ended up in a jail in Azusa, California, of all places. Go Google Azusa Street Revival, and you'll... Anyway, I thought I was in heaven once I got out of jail. But it wasn't heaven. But it was, yeah. I know there was angels watching over me and protecting me. Uh, let's go look at my book called... Uh, you can go look up my book called Chinatown. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Chinatown by Aaron J. Yancey. You'll see it on Amazon. For like $5 or something like that. Cheap plug. Anyway, yeah. I need to write the book called Houston. I was like... At one point, Chinatown's called One Night in Chinatown, and I was talking about calling the next book One Night in Houston, but I'm just going to call it Houston. Anyway, Houston, when I went to Houston, same thing happened, thought I was in hell, and then ended up in a hospital in, in Houston. And the, t- the room I was in had a TV on, and Billy Graham was on, and there was a 1-800 number. I called it. And gave my life to Christ for like the hundredth time. I keep, yeah, and so. <sighs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Let's keep reading these notes. When you see the highway leading to hell, turn your car the other way. Just as Jesus considered obeying God to be his food, those who reject God feast on a diet of wickedness. The repetitiveness of Solomon's call for his son to pay attention and listen is intentional. It's a reminder that parents can't offer their children wise instruction one time and suppose their job is done. It's a reminder that parents can't offer their children wise instruction one time and suppose their job is done. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Instructing our children is an ongoing responsibility. Which is why I am uh, really trying to do a better job of being in my children's life lives. So... Anyway, thank y'all for listening. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for this word. Thank you for this word. Thank you for this word. Thank you for this word, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are constantly with us, Lord. 
Let's thank you. Lord, let's thank you. I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom, for your Holy Spirit that is there. It's Lady Wisdom to guide us, to comfort us, and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Lord, to help us to walk the narrow path, not the broad way. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, that even when we wander, even when we wander, you leave the 99 sheep to go after the one. So I thank you for that. I thank you for that. I thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As I go back out here and pick up more people, I just pray that your Holy Spirit will be with me. Give me the word to say to love people and be kind to people and uh, be your hands and feet. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I will holler at you later. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.